anytime you get rejection and you get a setback or you get someone that tells you no or they don't believe in your dream, I think one of the most important things is to learn to get still and to listen to your gut and say, okay, does this still feel like it's what I'm supposed to be doing, where I'm supposed to be going? Because, you know, a lot of people just give up after they're told no once and they think their gut must have been wrong. Hello and welcome to The Mommy Millionaire Show. This is your host, Kayla Kraft. I am a mom of three, multimillionaire, master life coach, and money mindset queen. I am so happy and thankful that you're here. I am actually on a mission to help 1 million women make a million dollars or more a year. That could be you. Every week, I'm bringing you inspiring stories to help you feel empowered, to broaden your horizons, to gain clarity and strategy on living your best life. Over at Mommy Millionaire, we pursue our lives with purpose and love and the riches always follow. So stay tuned because I'm bringing you episodes twice a week. I believe you are your biggest asset. So let's build you up today. Let's get into it. Hello, my beautiful mommy millionaires. Today we have a really special episode. This is only the second billionaire I have had the privilege and pleasure of interviewing. Today we have Jamie Kern Lima. She started It Cosmetics in her living room and grew the company into the largest luxury makeup brand in the country. She sold the company to L'Oreal in a billion dollar deal and became the first female CEO of a brand in its history. Her love for her customers and remarkable authenticity and belief eventually landed her on the Forbes America's Richest Self-Made Women list. Today, she's a mother of two, an investor, speaker, and thought leader who is passionate about inspiring and elevating women. She's also an active philanthropist who has donated over $40 million in product and funds to help women face the effects of cancer with confidence. So I'm excited to have Jamie on the show today. I first heard of It Cosmetics. A couple of years ago, I remember walking into Ulta and they had this huge counter and all these people giving like, you know, free trials to try It Cosmetics Bye Bye Under Eye. And of course, you guys know I love my makeup and I tried it on. I became a fan ever since. I always use her stuff for my under eye concealer. That's like my number one go-to. So it was kind of fun when they reached out to come on the podcast. We get a lot of pitches for this podcast. And Kimmy said, do you want somebody named Jamie Kern Lima on? And I'm like, oh, Jamie? Yes, <laughs> let's do it. So I was super excited to be able to ask her some of the questions. She's really excited about this book. You could tell she just has a genuine, authentic heart for helping people. And I hope that when you're listening to her story, that you really take it into an account that she came from nothing and she created this. And if it's possible for her, it is possible for you. So take notes and borrow that belief in yourself until it becomes so real. I hope you enjoy. All right. I told you, ladies, you are in for one of the biggest treats of 2021. All right. And it comes in the form of a woman named Jamie Kern Lima. So welcome to the Mommy Millionaire Show, Jamie. Uh, Kayla, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and it is an incredible time and I'm excited to share it with you and your whole community. So thank you. Yay. Okay. So a lot of people know you as the It Cosmetics girl, right? Yeah. The girl that was showing her red face all over mm-hmm. the place. And 
it was just like so inspiring. And then you have this billion dollar brand and people just think it happened like that in that 10 minutes on QVC. But Mm -hmm. after reading your book, it's like, there's so much that goes into this story. And I want people to know the real Jamie because, and I feel like you show that online, but I want people to really like see that if it can happen for you, it can happen for any of the women that are listening in today. Your story is so inspiring. So take us all the way back. Like what made you decide to ever want to be, you know, Miss Washington? For yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know what? Thank you for asking that question. Because I feel like everyone listening right now is exactly why I wrote this book. Because mm-hmm. when you Google my story, to your point, almost all the articles out there say like, oh, Denny's waitress becomes billion dollar entrepreneur. But they're really just kind of headlines, right? And I get DMs from so many women every day who say things like, oh, I'm starting my business or I'm launching my dream or I'm hoping to have my idea take off. And it's just not like I'm not getting the traction I hoped or I'm getting rejection and I think maybe I'm off track. And then they say things like, did it just happen easily for you? Or did you have connections or lots of money? And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, if we don't share our real stories behind our stories, then everyone else just sees the highlight reel and they feel alone in their own setbacks or their own rejection or their own, you know, lack of traction in their dream or their business. And so, yeah, I mean, of course, the stories behind the stories and how I built it cosmetics, but it's more than that. I mean, my story is really about a girl who went from not believing in herself to believing in herself and like not trusting herself to learning how to hear my own intuition and trust it and really going from doubting I'm enough to knowing I'm enough. I know you're big on that too, Kayla, especially with your whole journey and some of the stuff you've gone through as well. And and what I know is it's not just my story, right? It's the story of probably so many people in your community listening right now on their own journey of learning to believe in themselves and trust themselves. And for me, it's been a long journey. And my hope is kind of like sharing all the lessons and the mistakes and the failures and the things I've learned personally and professionally that it helps save everyone else, even a few nights of crying themselves asleep or self-doubt or anything else. And my journey is really thinking, and I know you're an ER nurse. I thought I was going to be a journalist my whole life. Like I remember as a little girl sitting in my living room, listening to Oprah every day. I just thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to interview other people and share their stories with the world. And I just thought that would be my dream job. And that's what I ended up doing. So I was working as a TV news anchor at the time, thinking that I was in that spot where I was supposed to be. And then I went through this season of setback and massive self-doubt. And what I mean by that is I started getting this skin condition called rosacea, which as you described, it's for me, My husband very has red. It. Mm-hmm. Does your husband have it? Okay. For me, you know, it will come up in the form of like sometimes big bumps all over my cheeks and it's my painful. skin. Painful. Yeah. And my skin often feels like sandpaper. And so I would be anchoring the news in my dream job, live on TV. And I started hearing from the producer in my earpiece, there's something on your face. There's something on your face. You need to wipe it off. You need to wipe it off. And they were just having my back, right? Like they were just trying to tell me. And I knew there was nothing I could wipe off. I knew that it was the makeup not working. It was the makeup Mm -hmm. breaking up and the hot HD lights. And initially, and I think sometimes, you know, when things happen to us that suck, (laughs) we initially just think like, why is this happening to me? It doesn't make sense. It sucks. I wish it would go away. It's not fair. And I went through a season of self-doubt. You know, my inner critic took over and I would think like, oh my gosh, am I going to lose my job? Am I losing ratings? Am I all those things? And then I started spending my paycheck on all different kinds of makeup, you know, types in the drugstore, the most expensive in the department store. I would get even the pro artistry brands, everything. And I couldn't did you, find Did anything. they not do your makeup for you? I know this is like a random question, but I think yeah. people are thinking it. Like, did you have to do your own makeup every day? 
Yeah, it depends on the show. So for the primetime news shows, then they have pro makeup artists that use all the pro lines, which I tried all of them. And I actually worked with some of those makeup artists to see is there anything I haven't tried. For the morning show, I anchored the morning show. So I would actually get in. This is wild. I would get in between midnight and 1230 at night. And then I would write and edit scripts all night. And then I would go live at 4.30 in the morning through 9.30 in the morning, You know, depending on the day. Weekends were a shorter show, anchoring live. And so in the morning show, we didn't have pro artists in the station I was in for the morning show. But I definitely checked in with all of them and I couldn't find anything that worked. And it was interesting because you hear that classic kind of entrepreneurial story of like, oh, I can't find anything that works for me. And then you have this aha moment. That happened. But what was bigger for me that happened, I just want to share this with everyone in your audience because I think we all know right now, like everyone listening knows right now, they really get still and hear their gut. They'll know, are they where they're supposed to be? Are they in the right job? Are they supposed to start writing the book? Are they supposed to launch that dream? Are they supposed to get the heck out of that relationship? Or ask for forgiveness from a friend, right? We all kind of know, but making the decision to trust ourselves is a whole nother thing. And the one big thing, and I did so many things wrong in this past journey. I share all the mistakes as well, building the business and everything else and believe it. But one of the things I did right was when I thought I was in my dream job working as a journalist and I kept having this gut feeling I'm supposed to actually launch a makeup company, which I knew nothing about beauty. I knew no one in the space. I had almost no money. I kept having that feeling and I made the decision to trust it. And I also learned that sometimes in our lives, like knowing when to let go of a dream is as important as knowing when to go after one. So I made the decision to quit my job and go all in from my living room launching It Cosmetics with no idea how hard it was going to be. What did Paulo think at the time when you said, I'm going to quit my job? Yeah. So this is interesting. And I know you work with your husband as well. And anybody out there who is like tempted to <laughs> go into business with a partner or a friend, or a family member, it makes so much sense to want to do it because they're a person you trust, you have a history with, you know, they have your back. Like there's all these reasons that make so much sense to do it. And everyone warned me against it. (laughs) Like so many people are like, Oh, I tried that. And if we were going to stay married, we had to, you know, all the things. I feel like we all have to learn this for ourselves because we all think like, Oh, it'll be different for me. So I thought, It'll be different for me. And my husband and I have very opposite skill sets. And we always kind of joked about, oh, if we ever started a business, we're so different that we complement each other. So what did he do at the time? So he was working in investment banking. But when I met him, uh, he's so great. He had one eyebrow. He's from Brazil. One eyebrow and no idea. (laughs) Now I love it. I love his unibrow. At the time I met him 17 years ago, I was like, oh no, he's got to get two eyebrows. We've got to fix this. And now I think it's great. He is literally clueless to anything about beauty or what anyone really even looks like himself or anyone else. And there's a beauty in that, but he really cares about doing something bigger than himself. And he's great with numbers, all those things. He is great with operations and logistics. So anyways, we, you know, on our honeymoon flight to South Africa, we wrote the business plan together for It Cosmetics. And we both got back and quit our jobs and both just like dove all in, in our living room, and then proceeded to do 100 hour weeks together for 10 years. And, you know, now I'm able to really reflect on it and go, wow, it's a miracle that we still are married and we still love each other and all the things. It was really hard. And I share a lot of the stories in the book for the first time ever, just how blurry the lines can get, right? 
like for you and your husband, how, and I know you're doing a whole new course on this now, which is really amazing because people need this, right? Because I will say one thing I failed at is ever actually creating boundaries between personal and professional. And we got to the point where, you know, because the first three years, we couldn't afford to hire anybody. I didn't know, Kayla, that literally every retailer would say no to me. We poured all of our money into creating a product that I thought was amazing. And I'll never forget, right now, as you and I are talking, Bye Bye Under Eye, our concealer has sold millions and millions of units. I have it on my eyes right now. Do you have it on? Oh my goodness. I purposely did it for you. (laughs) Well, the first three years of that product and anyone listening right now who knows in their heart that what they're doing is the right decision or the right product or the right book or the right podcast, they just know, but like no one else knows. (laughs) That's what it was like. I knew, oh my gosh, this product is going to help so many people. And, but for three years, it didn't sell because nobody knew about it. For three years, every time I would go and get a meeting with like all the beauty retailers I loved so much, Sephora, Ulta, QVC, department stores, every time I would go do that, they'd all say no. And my brand wasn't the right fit for their stores. I needed to change our packaging or change the kind of models because I was using real women as models long before that that was being done. Yeah. And they were all saying it wouldn't work. And It was just three years of setbacks and no's and we couldn't afford to pay ourselves the first three years of the business. And so at one point, we got down to under $1,000 in our bank account, which was our personal and company bank account combined. And I just want to share that because it's really easy to see people's highlight reels. And what was really important for me in this book is for people to know, okay, when you get knocked down, when you get rejection, when you get told you're not enough, what do you do? How do you handle it? How do you know if you're on the right track or not? Other people's doubt. How do you avoid that turning into doubt in your own head about yourself? And Mm -hmm. figuring that part out is life-changing. Because I think self-doubt kills more dreams than anything else. Absolutely. Hey, love. We're going to take a quick break from the episode because I have a special invitation for you. We just rebranded the Millionaires Society to become a coaching membership. And the first time I hired a business coach, everything changed for me in my life. I basically got a new marriage, even though I'm married to the same guy, new friendships, new city, new businesses, all because I had somebody you know, looking at my life and helping me see my blind spots, helping me gain new perspective on my past and on my future. So coaching is a necessity for me. I always have a coach because I'm always wanting to get to where I want to go quicker than if I was going alone. I wanted to make coaching affordable for all people, even people that are like, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I want to do. I just know I want to do something. And I wanted to give you the invitation to join this coaching membership. No matter where you are in your life right now, coaching will serve you. We focus on healing and moving forward at the same time. So helping you see your limiting beliefs, helping you break that glass ceiling that is above you, and helping you create a beautiful vision for your life. One that on your own, you wouldn't be able to do it, but together we can help you get there. So I'm so excited for your life to completely transform inside of the Millionaires Society. So I want you to head over to mommymillionaire.co forward slash coaching right now to join this beautiful membership. It is month to month. You know, the bad thing about when you're first starting out with investing in yourself 
Some coaches make you sign year-long contracts, and that can be really scary and intimidating if you've never invested in yourself. So I wanted to make the barrier of entry super low. It's just a complete no-brainer and absolutely irresistible that you got to say yes now. There are limited spots available, so I want you to say yes to you. Say yes to your transformation. You are worthy of coaching. You are worthy of support. And you deserve that next level of success for you. So I can't wait to see you inside the society. Let's get back to the episode. I get so many DMs. I mean, I'm sure you get way more about like, how do you do it? How do you do it? And you knew you had the thing, right? And you weren't focused on what everybody else was doing. You had already tried all the other brands and they didn't work, but you stayed focused in your lane. And in your book, you talk about competition. And yes. a lot of people, they're like, oh, I want to do it like you are. I'm trying to do it like Jamie. I'm trying to do it like Kayla. And so they dilute who they are yes. and nobody buys into it. I want you to talk about that because you say self-doubt. And I think that actually is seeded from people looking at other women, from women looking at other women, especially on social media, right? We're just like scrolling and we're like, oh, they have something I don't. And so I suck. Yes. This is the best question ever. This is going to, I hope, bless so many people that you're talking about this because I think the most important thing to know is everyone is susceptible to this, right? So no one wants to admit it, but it's so easy right now to go scroll on social media and compare yourself to everyone else's highlight reel or the apparent success of their business in the same space you're in or whatever else, how they are as a parent, everything, right? And I think that that is the single biggest recipe. Even being tempted to change who you are in any way, shape or form is the quickest way to failure. And here's what I mean by that. There's a couple big stories I share in this book and a couple really big lessons around that. But you know, I go into all the stuff about building a cosmetics, including a story about how not everyone's happy when you do start doing well and just navigating that. But I went through this season of dealing with some, I, would, I call them mean girls in the book. It was really mean adult women <laughs> that really hurt me. When I started doing well in the QVC green room, it turned into bullying. And it was this really tough season where I realized, oh my gosh, they think that my success is taking away from their own. And I think a couple things about this. A, that's so antiquated because I truly believe, and I remember this moment because there were so many times I left the green room crying myself to sleep at night because I had these huge hundred thousand or sometimes multi-million dollar sales goals all to do in a single day. And I knew I had to be on and present and about my mission when I was live on TV. Yet this stuff was going on behind the scenes all day in the green room. And it's really, really hard. And most of the women and the brand founders are incredible and supportive the whole way. It was just a small group of women, but they were really trying to tear me down. And it was a really hard season. And I had this huge epiphany come out of it, which is that they're distracted by me yes. <laughs> in a big way. And that if I get distracted by them in any way, shape or form, like it's not going to help anybody. And instead of thinking I'm competing with them because we're all in beauty or whatever, I was like, oh, I had this massive epiphany that was life-changing in case someone else needs to hear this today, which is I believe we're not here on this earth to compete with anybody else. I believe we're here to compete with who God made us capable of becoming. And I realized in that big moment in the QVC Green Room, I'm like, oh, I literally am only here to compete with myself and I don't have time for distractions and I have too much to do and too many people to serve and too many people I love and too many lives I want to change. And I feel bad for the small group of women getting distracted by me and they're just underestimating me. And I wish I could tell them, let me save you some time. Don't. 
but sometimes you can't, right? I love that part um, of your book when you say that. <laughs> well, it's like sometimes you can't and you just have to realize, okay. And what I want to say too is, you know, it was really hard to get on QVC. It took three years of no's. And when we eventually did, which is a whole big story, one of my that's favorite chapter stories. chapter one in your book. So good. Yeah. Thank you. It's just, oh my gosh, anyone out there who feels like an underdog or feels underestimated or feels like they keep getting told no, or feels like their gut must be wrong, right? I kept having this gut feeling we were going to be on QVC. And I wanted to show real women live how this product works and try to change the definition of beauty. Every time I met with them, it was a no for three years. And this is what's really important not to get off topic for a second, because I want to say something about comparison syndrome that I think is really important for everybody. But really fast, you know, I think that anytime you get rejection and you get a setback or you get someone that tells you no, or they don't believe in your dream, I think one of the most important things is to learn to get still and to listen to your gut and say, okay, does this still feel like it's what I'm supposed to be doing, where I'm supposed to be going? Because you know, a lot of people just give up after they're told no once and they think their gut must have been wrong. I kept having this gut feeling we're supposed to be on QVC. So getting told no after no after no after no for three years, I did so many things wrong, which I talk about in the book. But one of the things I did right is I would get still and be like, okay... I keep having this gut feeling I'm supposed to be on QVC. Like, am I crazy? Is my gut wrong? And when I would get still, I'd be like, no, I keep having this feeling. So I kept getting back up and I kept sending them product and I kept just deciding it was going to happen at some point. I think women, you know, they're thinking about, okay, what does that look like? I mean, women question this so much. They want to know if they're being still the right way. You know what I mean? Like, you know that. Such a good question. I feel like so many people are so out of practice with hearing their own gut, right? And to the point where we have self-doubt, other people's opinions, what's going on in the news, our lack of success, all those things get so loud. We don't even hear our own self anymore, right? So the most important thing, and I talk about this and believe it because I think learning to get still, learning to hear your own gut feeling, right? For me, it's how I hear God. For other people, it's how they hear their faith. For other people, it's the universe. For other people, it's just how they hear their own internal knowing. You can call it whatever you want. I believe we all have it. I believe it's always right. Always, always. And I believe it's our greatest teacher. And I think that learning how to get still can look like taking five minutes a day and going in the closet. Or if you got to get away from your kids, locking yourself in the bathroom and just taking five minutes and just listening. And it usually doesn't go well for a while. So you've got to give yourself grace, right? And for anyone who's tried meditation and is like, oh my gosh, I can't do this because I try to meditate and I just go through my to-do list in my own head, right? You have to give yourself grace on this and just start this practice in your life. It may be one minute a day, might be five minutes a day. But the more you do it, the more you build this muscle where you start to hear your own gut. And the other thing that I think is huge, Kayla, is When we start to actually pay attention to times in the past, I do a big exercise in the whole action plan I wrote for Believe It, which we're giving away for free. I'll I'll bring that up later. But in the whole action plan, I take everyone through this exercise where you think through past times where you listen to your gut and then what happened, right? Or past times where you kind of had this knowing, but you ignored it. And then what happened as a result? And you know, like most of us have dated like a sketchy partner. And like, for me, I dated so many sketchy guys. And I usually always know so many red flags. Yeah, (laughs) there's so many and we can choose to ignore them. Maybe he was with his sister in law for three days straight, right? I mean, we can choose to ignore them. But when we look back, we start to build that muscle of going, Oh, yeah, 
I was right then or, oh, I doubted myself and here's how it turned out. And then we just start getting still and really listening to that internal knowing. And then here's the hardest part is when we feel it, learning to trust it. Yeah. Learning to trust ourselves, right? And probably the biggest theme in my entire book is how do you learn to believe in yourself and how do you learn to trust yourself? And to me, that's the victory. The victory is not how do you build a billion dollar company? Because there are plenty of people that have done that and they are unhappy and they are not trusting themselves and they're not all the things. How do you learn to trust yourself, follow your own truth and not talk yourself out of it? And how do you become the person you're born to be? That journey is the victory. And that's the whole thing. One thing though, just to share really fast, because what you brought up about comparison syndrome, I think is so important is in my whole journey of QVC, after we did finally launch and we did finally get traction, we ended up, you know, after three years of no, we built the largest beauty brand in QVC's history. And it is right now at this moment and to this day. And so I was doing over 250 live shows myself a year for eight years. And I met thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs. And I'd be so curious if you've had the same experience that I've had. I'm, I'm fascinated to ask you. When I look back at the very few that have made it, that have yeah. lasted, that build something that matters. For me, I was like, what is that commonality? And it wasn't how smart they are. It wasn't how much money they had or how many connections. It wasn't a personality type. The commonality I saw was a through line of authenticity, meaning the people that showed up on air and connected with customers live in the same way that they were back in the green room and no one's watching for better or worse. Those were the people that lasted, that built something that matters. And it's because you can't fake authenticity. And so when people are tempted right, to see other people on Instagram or YouTube or wherever and get distracted by it and think, oh, I need to actually change this part of me so I can be more like them so I can have more success. That is the biggest recipe for failure because the second we change anything about ourselves... And listen, we always want to grow and become all of who we are. But the second we change who we are authentically, we create an instant barrier of disconnection without us even knowing it to our customers, Mm -hmm. right? To the people that we want to have relationships with, all of that. And so many people fail because they get distracted by what other people are doing and then they get tempted to or do change who they authentically are. And I think it's because a lot of people, they never know who they are in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's not taught to us in high school or college. We're like taught about everything else and about, you know, patterns of other people and other people's success. And if you were just to get quiet, and I know you talk about values in your book, but you have to understand who you are before you start to grow a business. Yeah. Understand who you are and embrace it and don't judge it. (laughs) That's the biggest thing is remove those labels of judgment from yourself. And, you know, when you think something's funny or you think you're funny, you got to commit and embrace it, right? Without judgment. And I think this is such an important lesson. And it's really interesting because so many people just talk themselves out of their own truth. And they'll have an idea to launch a dream or create something, but then they think, oh, a million other people have done it though already. But if you're actually doing it authentically yourself, then by definition, it's never been done before. No one's ever done it because no one can do it the way you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And if you show up authentically, that's your superpower. Like I entered this crowded beauty space. I mean, impossible to enter, people thought, because it's so crowded. 
but I showed up in there authentically and I did it as authentic to me, which means it's never been done before. And now we're the number one luxury makeup company in the country, in the US, as we speak, which is wild. Like in during all the years of hearing no, and it's never going to work and you're not going to be right for our stores to get to that point. You know, I think had I listened to the feedback that didn't feel right in my gut about changing who I am, changing the types of models we use, changing the packaging, expert feedback is so valuable. And I got a lot of it that I was like, oh, wow, it felt right in my gut. Like this is so priceless. Thank you. But then the times where I was told, change this, change that, that's not working in the marketplace right now. Anytime it didn't feel right, I trusted myself over all that. I stayed authentic to what we were doing. Another example, all of the retailers, when we finally started getting into department stores and into all the stores, you know, they have all their own agendas with big sales goals to meet and, yes. and all of that, right? They want to get their bonuses, all the stuff. So they would have a big plan of like, oh, in spring of this coming year, we're doing a big glitter theme and we want you to create glitter stuff. It's like, okay, we have these decisions in life where I go, the authentic DNA of the brand I created isn't about creating glitter products. There's other brands that do it so beautifully and I buy their products and love them, but that's not our authentic brand. So if I change who I am and make these retailers happy, I'll make money short term in five seconds and they'll make money in five seconds. But it comes at the price of diluting customer trust, diluting that authenticity that you can't fake. And it's a recipe for failure. And one of the biggest things I talk about in Believe It is how authenticity alone doesn't guarantee success, but inauthenticity guarantees failure. And the second we embrace that lesson, we become free because we realize, oh, I don't need to put pressure on myself to show up like this person on social media or that person's business. If I do that, that's actually a recipe for failure. So instead of doing that, instead of getting distracted by comparison stuff, how do I put the blinders onto that cheer them on because what you give is what you get, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) And how do I focus instead on like stepping into all of who I am for better or worse, I love that you're saying that. One of my favorite affirmations is I get to be rich just being me. Yeah. Because it reminds me, it's like telling my mind it's safe to be me and stay in my lane and be, you know, cuckoo Kayla and like serious Kayla too. You have to go watch the reel I just did, Jamie, because it's hilarious. When you said commit to being funny, I'm like, I'm putting myself out there and like my funny right now. And it's like, oh, are people going to like it? I don't care. I'm doing it anyway. Doing it anyway. <laughs> and doesn't that feel good? It feels so like, liberating. Right? It really does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And by the way, just to use that example, think about this. So many people are like, oh, if they go to a club or a party or a wedding, they don't go out and dance because they're like, I'm not a good dancer. The best dancer is simply the person who commits. Yeah. Like if you think about it, do you know what I'm saying? The person who freaking full out commits to their yep. own authentic version of dancing, that's the one that's the best. And so it's like that lesson applies to every single part of our lives, whether it's how we show up in social media, how we show up for our friends at the coffee shop, how we show up on a call with our in-law. You know what I mean? It's yes. like, the most freeing thing ever because we realize we're enough. Okay. So I know we got to wrap this up. I could talk to you all day because obviously who wouldn't want to, but you are giving away some really cool stuff for everybody that orders Believe It, which I want to get a bunch of them for friends. I think this would just be like a good couple of books to have back here. And when people come over, be like, here you go. I just pass it out to people because it's such a good guide for people and it gives them so much hope. But tell us a little bit about that. 
Yes, I'm so excited. I mean, I poured my heart and soul into this. I believe this book is really for everyone on their own journey of believing themselves and trusting themselves and knowing they're enough. And so two things, tons of free gifts. And I don't even know if I shared this with you yet offline, but I'm donating 100% of the proceeds and the author royalties, everything together rising and feeding America. So the book is literally going, yeah, you know, for me, it's about how do I use everything I've gone through to show up and serve and help other people on their own journeys? So I'm so excited. We're doing a big launch celebration. So these gifts are going to go away, but anyone who gets the book now and around the whole launch week of the book, we did the website's believeit.com. The book's believe it, the website's believeit.com. And that's where you get all these free gifts. So there's, I wrote a 95 page action plan on how to implement all the lessons from the book into your real life. And you get that for free. And then also, yeah, and I did a course called Becoming Unstoppable, How to Overcome the Things Holding You Back. And you get that for free. So it's all on believeit.com. And and I'm so excited. We'll link all of that up for everybody. But one of the last chapters in your book talks about believing in miracles. And I want to wrap us up on that note because people think miracles, you know, are back in like Jesus days. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, miracles are still happening every single day. You woke up, girlfriend. So I would love for you to just take it away with that. Yeah, I believe miracles are all around us. I think that each one of us breathing right now, listening right now, sharing this moment right now are all miracles, like just being alive, right? And there's actually a quote in my book by Tim Story that says it so beautifully um, that talks about how we are all miracles in motion. I mean, I think that it's such a beautiful quote because I believe that about all of us. I believe our lives are miracles in motion. And here's the thing. When people say to me like, oh, do you think everyone can learn to believe in themselves? I always say, well, the first thing is yes, but they have to want to. Right. And I say the same thing about miracles. I believe miracles are all around us. I believe it's a miracle that I went from being Denny's waitress to selling my company for over a billion dollars cash. I think it's a miracle that I have the blessing of sharing this time with you right now and so many other people listening. And we're talking about, wow, we have the freedom right now to go, how can we become okay and feel more enough and more belief in ourselves and less alone? It's a miracle that we're in the space right now at this moment in time that we have the freedom to be able to spend our own time this way. It's a miracle our heart's beating right now. No matter what we do, it still shows up for us like every time. And I think when we look for miracles, that's when we see them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, famous saying that what we focus on magnifies. And I think that's what's so special about miracles. The more we focus on them, the more we see them all around us. And I believe this moment right now, he is a miracle. I believe our lives are miracles. I love that. Well, that is amazing because I think that's an action that every woman can take from listening to today's podcast is yeah. go and look for your miracle right now mm-hmm. and then go and praise God for your miracle. You know, because the more you live in Thanksgiving, I feel like just the more rewarded you are. So I absolutely love the work you're doing in the world. Like I said, I have my it concealer on. Got to support your girl, <laughs> Jamie over here. Thank you so and much. I love, love, love this book. So we'll make sure to link it up and share it on all the socials. And I just want to just take time to honor you. I mean, I, what? who does that gives 100% of the proceeds back? Mm. To, I mean... Wow. That's just so incredible. And you are just amazing. You're reminding all of us women that the more generous we are, the more fulfilling our lives are going to be. So thank you for doing that, Jamie. I appreciate you so much. And I can't wait to see all of the lives change from this book. So thank you so much for being on the Mommy Millionaire Show. Thank you so much, Kayla. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in and listening all the way through on the Mommy Millionaire Show. 
Make sure to subscribe anywhere that you're listening to podcasts at. And if you happen to have iTunes, would you do me a favor and leave a review of the show? And of course, make it honest. (laughs) I know you're going to give me a five star, right? That's the way that we get this message out to more and more people around the world. Remember, as you do that, whatever you wish to receive, you have to give it first. And so giving a review, you know, something good is going to come your way today. Take the time and do that. Plus, I know you're the type of person who wants to really help people live their best life as well. So you could copy this link, share it out there with your friends, share it on social media. Remember, people need to be inspired more than ever right now. And I know you can help me on this mission. Thank you so much for being a part of the Mommy Millionaire podcast. Until next time, make sure to go after your dreams by being the person you were truly meant to be wealthy, happy, peaceful, and full of life. Love you.